All right, so what do we know about toddlers? Anyone uh, ever had a toddler before? Wow, that's, that's a lot of you guys. Um, anyone ever been a toddler before? Hey, there we go, there we go. So what do we know about toddlers? One thing we know about toddlers is they can be imaginative and curious, according to the internet. And so Anchor Church has been pretty imaginative and curious. We have tried out so many different things. If you have been with us, so some of you guys who have been with us for the last few years, I am so grateful for you because you have been very flexible as we have changed and adapted and navigated COVID and, and tried out this new thing and that new thing and thought, oh, this could work, this could be better. And then we thought, no, let's not do it like that. And, and we've done all kinds of pivoting and all that. Um, in order to uh, keep moving forward. We've had to be imaginative. Toddlers are imaginative. They're also, they thrive on routine apparently. And uh, no, they don't. Some toddlers don't. I guess uh, bring it up with ChatGPT. <laughs> um, Anchor Church has learned to thrive on routine. Um, we haven't had so much routine up until this year where now we have services every week and we're like oh that could be really helpful to have a little more routine we've learned about that um toddlers and correct me if i'm wrong um can struggle with patience is that true okay at anchor sometimes we struggle with patience i know at least for me i've been like oh i wish you know there weren't so many empty chairs or I wish we had more musicians or even more kids people or more this or more that I wish we could do more for the community or I see what other more mature I look at the four-year-old churches and the five-year-old churches and the 50-year-old churches and I see all the cool things they're doing for others in the community and how they're giving and generous and everything and I think wow I wish we could be there and so sometimes we struggle with patience so one of the things I think God has for us is to know that we're a toddler and to embrace our season of where we're at in Ephesians 2 it talks about how or no Ephesians 4 it talks about how God has given the apostles the prophets the evangelists the preachers the te the teachers the shepherds all the leaders of the church to equip the saints for the work of ministry for the building up of the body and so when Paul is talking about church he uses the idea of a body a human body to describe what church is and so as we think of anchor as we think of this community we can think of ourselves as a human body as a little human body but a human body that needs to grow and the important thing there is to know that it takes every member to grow that it takes um, some leadership to help equip the the body for ministry and so what I'm doing right now is I'm not performing what we did earlier the band was not performing I mean in a sense yes we practice and we do our best yes and they did great and there was a guest uh, worship leader here give it up for our guest I, over there what was your name oh you took a big bite Caleb Thank you again. You did amazing. And then Chris, too, and the drums, and our whole team. But um, we're, not, we're not performing. We are equipping. Oh, 
We are equipping the saints for the work of ministry. So what they did today was they weren't just performing for us. They were equipping us to be worshipers of God. What I'm doing right now is I'm not just teaching you and preaching. I'm equipping you to be a better follower of God. And so my plea to you is that you would see yourself as a member of the body just like anyone else. And, and realize that for us to continue to grow past three years old, we're going to need the whole body doing its part. Doing, and, and seeing yourselves as fellow ministers to one another. That's why we're in circles right here. That's why I'm on the floor right now. It's because we don't want to be a hierarchy. We want to be a community. We want to be a body. So that's one thing I want you to think about is, is anchor is a toddler. Now, uh, I asked Amanda if she had like any toddler th props or something, but that's okay. Um, we do have, if you want to turn, um, we do have a prop. I have it right on the, I left it on the counter there. There is a painting of Albert that's face down. So go ahead and look at uh, the canvas. I left it right over there somewhere. Maybe you'll find it. If you see it, go ahead and, and uh, maybe bring it up to me. That'd be wonderful. Maybe it got lost. That is Hannah's pride and joy. But if you ever see it, Hannah spent six. There it is. There it is. Can someone bring it to me, actually? Sorry. sorry. Sharina and Alex for finding it. Thank you very much. So in Ephesians 2, in Ephesians 2, Paul tells us that we are God's masterpiece just like Albert, of course. This is our dog, if you don't know, and Hannah spent, I think, six weeks on this painting. She, this is really, oh, this was a 2020, this was a COVID project. And doesn't it look incredible? My goodness, the detail. She did an amazing job. I would say this is a masterpiece. And, and there's something that good art can do. One of the things is that good art typically has an intention behind it. There is a message that the art is trying to tell us. What is the message your art is trying to tell us, Hannah? That Albert's really cute, and that's coming across, right? Right? Okay, thank you. As anchor, we are called to be a masterpiece, and the message that we're to get across is none other than who Jesus is, the love the wisdom, the purity, the holiness, the awe-inspiring character of our Savior, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. That is what we are called to demonstrate. I mean, it could not be any more difficult to be a good church. We're called to do that, but the Spirit's going to empower us to be a masterpiece. Another element of good art is that it makes you feel something every time you see it. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm showing this art around, and... Uh, I bet every time you get a good look at it, you feel warm inside, don't you? Because this is a pretty good piece of art. And we want Anchor to be a place that every time you come, you feel the joy of the Lord, the, the, the awe of God's glory, that you feel something. You feel the comfort of a community. May we be the masterpiece, the Ephesians 2 masterpiece that we're called to be. So anchor, let's embrace our identity as a toddler. Let's, let's pursue our identity as a masterpiece. 
And then one other thing I want to talk about as we think about our birthday and we think about who we are as anchor and why we exist. I want to tell you, earlier in 2023, we didn't know if anchor would continue on. The funding, we hit a point where the external funding, we got all these donors. We said, will you support us for three to four years? Well, last year was when four years hit and a lot of the funding uh, dropped and we weren't making it up in time. Other than that, we saw other momentum dropping, dropping, dropping. And we, we came to God and we said, we're going to put this thing that we love, that we worked so hard for since 2019, we're going to put it on the table for you, God. And we don't know if this is still going to exist a year or two from now. And we thought, okay, we don't want to drag this on if this isn't what God wants. We kept praying and it's like God just kept revealing things to us. And some of the most important things were three values. You know, we've had other values before, other distinctives, things that we said, like, this is anchor. But then there were these three new ones that came up, and we're like, yeah, no, this is what God has been doing in our midst, and this is something that we want so passionately to be about. I hope some of you guys know what they are. Uh, let's see how well you know. The first one is that we are a people what? First. People first, church. The other is we're multi-ethnic and women empowered. Hey, good job, guys. Give yourselves a hand. Let me tell you a story. There was a man named Abraham that God spoke to and said, humanity has totally failed, and I want to use you to redeem all of humanity. He says to Abraham, he says, I want you to move to a new city. And I want you to go somewhere new, and I'll show you where to go. Don't worry. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to use your children and your children's children and their children and their children to start up a new nation where I'm going to bring about my purpose to bless the world through your family. And Abraham said, okay. And he moved, and he went. Well, years go by, and Abraham gets older and older and older, and he still doesn't have any kids. And so he has a little meeting with his wife, Sarah, and they have this idea. They say, well, it's not working right now for the two of us, but we do have Hagar, your Egyptian slave woman. Not good. Hagar gets pregnant. Hagar gets pregnant. Years go by. And Sarah miraculously gets pregnant, very elderly, gets pregnant. And some time passes, and one day comes, and Hagar's son was teasing Sarah's son. And Sarah said, I'm not having any of that. You need to get rid of this woman, she tells Abraham. And then he does. Abraham sends Hagar and her son out into the wilderness to die. It gets so bad that they've run out of food. They can't find any water. What she does is she takes her child and she puts her child by a bush. She puts the kid by the, you know, we love kids. It's okay if, yeah, if you're a little distracted. What, what she does, she puts her son by a bush and then she goes off in a far distance because she can't bear to watch him die. 
this is brutal. And I don't know if you've ever read this story in the Bible, but it makes us look pretty bad. And, and I think it's really important if you consider yourself a Jesus follower or a Christian or whatever it may be, if you consider yourself religious, if you show any kind of respect for the Bible, for you to realize that this story, this is our story. This is our history. The story of abuse, mistreatment, and neglect, abandonment is ours. And there's something I believe deep in my heart is that no matter how ugly the world can get and no matter how many mistakes we can make, God is on a mission in this world to make right. And he uses us, he uses us even when we fail deeply. He'll use us and he partners with us to be a part of making things right. And there's something I really believe is that there are three things that God cares about and there are three things us human beings in this history of the world have done wrong and have really screwed up. And that is empowering women. That is racial reconciliation. There's been racial division. And that is putting people first. We live in a world that has had a deep history of abusing women. We live in a world of deep, deep, century-long, centuries-long of racial division. We live in a world where people are neglected and mistreated, where the most vulnerable are forgotten, where institutions come first over people. And unfortunately, for so many of us, that is the church's story. Unfortunately, if we went around this room, I'm sure some of us could name instances, specific instances, where we've been a part of a church that has been maybe not quite as bad as Abraham and Sarah, but bad nonetheless. And here at Anchor, we want to bring about a change. Here's what God does. God sees Hagar, and he doesn't let her die with her son. Instead, he breaks through, he speaks to her, says, I see you, and there is a well right around the corner for you. And may God make Anchor Church that well for people who are looking to see something different, looking to see where there might be a source of life. And if Anchor is just a little well in the, the city of Champaign, Urbana, may we be a sweet one with pure water, something that people can experience the life of God, where people have been neglected, abused, and hurt. Let's pray together. Father God, may it be. As we pray, I want, I want you to, it, I guess I, I invite you to accept this challenge um, I know a couple of you guys are visiting from other churches. Pray for your church, that your church would be a well in this community or a well um, in this country or around the world, God. But may it be. God, I pray that you would speak to us right now. What does it look like for me to contribute to the body of Christ? What have you called me to do? May we be that toddler and be okay with just being a toddler who can get antsy and isn't always um 
you know, sometimes we can get impatient and not be exactly where we want to be, but knowing that we're, we are exactly where we need to be. We pray, God, that you'd help us to embrace that identity. God, would you help us to be that masterpiece? I pray that love and holiness and, and, and Jesus would be welcome here as we sung that song. We welcome you with praise. May you be here with us. And Lord, we pray that we would continue to grow in those three values. God, that we would be a well for the people all around. May we be a well, especially for those who are a part of Anchor. God, may we be a place that is life-giving, where we're thirsty and we're desperate. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.